Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kid Missing Radio. We are doing our second episode with the lovely Janice Kenny Smolinski, mother of Missing Billy Smolinski. Um, thank you so much for joining us a second time. I know there's a lot of information uh, to cover. Can you tell us when Billy disappeared, for those who didn't hear the first episode, just a quick overview of his disappearance, then we'll get into the latest news. Jan? Oh. Hold on. Jan? Uh, there's something wrong with my... There's something wrong with blog talk, and I apologize. Um, she's here. Unmute. No, unmute. It's leaving her on hold for some reason. Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, Hi. I can hear you yes. now. I apologize. I. It, it was freezing. It wouldn't let me take you off hold. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I'm on, so that's good. Um, I want to thank you for having me on, Angelina. And oh, you're very welcome. Um, and again, I'm very sorry that uh, it froze and wouldn't let me let you off hold. That's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> oh, that's I was okay, just no going to ask you to give us a quick overview of Billy's disappearance. <laughs> then we'll go into the more recent um, details because there's a lot um, that has happened since the last time you were here. Right. I think the last time I was on was 2012. Is that correct? Uh, about three years ago? Yeah, um, you were one of my first guests. Okay, right. <laughs> well, uh, well, I uh, Billy, Billy went missing in August 24, 2004. And, and I know this story has a lot to it. It's like an octopus with many legs. So, you know, I just... Um, to make a long story short, he he went away for five days to West Palm Beach, came home, and he was home for a couple of days and disappeared. We have a lot of information regarding the case, and there's a person in prison right now who says he helped dispose of my son. So, yes, it is. And he's lied to the police many, many times and brought them to different areas where the police have dug and with no results. So Chad Hansen has signed two warrants saying different areas where he disposed of Billy, and he said that he did help dispose of them. And Madeline's son, Sean Kapurik, who has since passed away from a drug overdose, killed Billy. So we have a lot of information, but yet we need the right people to come forward and give us the information to bring us to his body or his remains. Why do you suppose this guy keeps lying about where Billy's earthly remains are? At this point, what's he got to lose? He's in prison. His accomplice is dead. Exactly. I really don't know what his motive is or, or why He's lying. Um, I wish he would tell the truth. I've asked and sent a letter to prison to see if I could talk with Chad, sit down and maybe 
sitting face-to-face with the mom, um, he would tell me, but he flatly refused and said, you know, told the prison employees that he, under no circumstances, will see Mrs. Smolensky. So I can't get there. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, I understand that cadaver dogs, two of them, have hit on an, I know you don't want to say the area, and I respect that. And by mm-hmm. the way, we should tell everyone, Billy's missing from Waterbury, Connecticut, um, on an area that you and your husband believe Billy may be located. Um, again, you don't want to reveal that, and I, I totally understand that. Um, is that true that they've hit? Yes. Um, we actually have a tip line. And I guess um, according to the tipster that had called us about a year and a half ago, almost two years, uh, a location where Billy, where they had heard from prison that Billy was buried. Um, I guess originally the tip had gone to the police department, but nothing had been done with it. So usually when the tips don't work out with the police, they come to us because they're concerned and worried. We took the tip and, and investigated the area uh, many times and finally brought dogs in and the first set of dogs did uh, uh, well hit showed an interest and uh, the second time months later we brought some more dogs in and the same thing happened I'm not saying it's Billy it, if it's not Billy then it could be someone else but there was definite action on the part of the dogs and uh, we had a reporter with us from a local newspaper and we had a private investigator, the dogs, and a detective came with us. Um, uh, we had quite a few people that witnessed the same thing. We're just waiting for the police departments to to come in, which they haven't yet, yeah. to our knowledge. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Back to Hanson real quick. I'm wondering... How is he even connected? Was he friends with the woman's son? Because I'm wondering if he's just a nut job looking for attention. No, he is. uh, Sean Kampurek passed away from a drug overdose on January 2005, January 31st, 2005. Chad Hansen was Sean's friend. Actually, Chad Hansen was in the car with Sean when he passed away. So they were very good friends. And uh, according to the reports, Sean had killed Billy and asked Sean to help dispose of the body, which Sean said he did. And there's different ways that they had killed Billy and different ways that they um, disposed of the body, um, which were pretty graphic in the warrants. Wow. Um, He also... I'm sorry. I was going to say, I can't even imagine being in your shoes pretty much knowing that your child is gone and not being able to bury their earthly remains. It's really, it's, um, you don't. There is no grieving process because if you don't know where they are, you constantly wonder. And every day it's a roller coaster of emotions. And and other families who are experiencing the same thing, uh, we say that we walk in similar shoes but different sizes, there is no getting over it. There's no letting go. You need to know where your loved one is. It's They're part of you, you know, and uh, you just can't walk away. And, and if there's a, someone out there, uh, well, in my son's case, someone that murdered him, um, 
they know where Billy is. We just need someone to come forward and give that information as to what happened and where he is. And, you know, that way we could have his remains home and, and have a place to go. And then the grieving process will begin because we'll have a place to visit and know where he is. Absolutely. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold. Um, That's okay. Do we know what the motive for taking Billy's life was? Not that it matters, but... Um, you know, really there's different theories um, in, in police reports as to why he took Billy's life, if that's the case. Um, but I really can't say because the theories are, there's so many of them, you know, it, I, I just, and I really can't go into it because then it brings in to the in, internal part of the case and, and you right. know, we have so many problems. <laughs> no, I understand. So. Okay. okay, there is a $60,000 reward in this case? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Is that for oh. somebody um, <clears throat> telling them where Billy, where his remains are located? Yes, if for the return or recovery of Billy, there's a $60,000 reward. Now, I know our tip line has been ringing for different reasons. Some people think if we just bring in um, the latest one was just last week where someone had called and said, you know, if I bring a private uh, detective in, will I get the $60,000? And I said, well, no. You have to bring Billy's remains home, or not bring him home, but show us, show the police where he's buried, and if they recover the remains, then the $60,000 is rewarded, but not before then. And he was pretty shocked because he thought, you know, all he had to do was just bring someone in, and he gets the 60000 No. Okay. And the yeah. tip line is 203-530-9135. Correct. Um, I wanted to ask you one more question, and then we'll talk about Billy's Law. Okay. Is Harley still alive? How no. Harley, Harley passed away about four years ago, I think. Um, she she went to a nice home in Washington, Connecticut, um, on a farm, a wonderful property to run around. She was very well taken care of and uh, oh, you actually didn't pampered. Her. No, we couldn't. We had a cat, and they definitely oh. didn't get along, cats and German shepherds. Well, not Harley anyway. So um, she has a... <laughs> had a beautiful home, and she was babied, and, and um, then she did pass away about four years ago. And we got a letter from the owners, and um, we just thanked them for taking very good care of her, and now she's back on oh, Billy's that, shoulders. Very nice of them. Yeah, that's right. She's riding on his shoulder again. He must yeah. have been awfully strong. Those <laughs> 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 pictures. Oh, and he just loved his dog, and they were went everywhere together. So, you know, the theory was that, well, Billy locked his dog in the house and um, asked the neighbor to come and feed him, which was not Billy's behavior, and that was a red flag right at the beginning. Um, he would have never left his dog in the house for the neighbor to come over. Mary Ellen Noble, who he dated for 15, or I'm sorry, for eight years, um, was his previous girlfriend, and she was the one that always took care of Harley because she was part owner of Harley. So 
um, it never added up right from the beginning. Mm. Okay. Can you tell us about Billy's Law and about Missing Persons Day in Connecticut? Okay. Well, when I have to start with when Billy first went missing, he was a 31-year-old adult male when mm. at that time police really didn't take adult males seriously because they felt they could take care of themselves and go off on their own. Well, really the family should be listened to and the behaviors because that was hardly the case. Billy could take care of himself, but he did meet with some kind of foul play. And it took us three days to report him missing. Finally, NCIC, which is the um, National Crime Information uh, Center report that the police fill out, but no one has access to this report except for the police. So the families really couldn't see what information was on the NCIC report, if it was right or wrong. Well, you know, it just happened that we were at a conference and and, um, we did get access to Billy's report, which was done wrong. We asked the police department to correct it, and they didn't. So I talked to the FBI, and they... FBI owns NCIC, and they created a whole new report. Well, a few years went by, and NamUs was created. And NamUs has two parts to it. It has the missing persons side and the unidentified side. On the missing persons side, information could be added to it by families, but it has to be approved by the agency that police Um, the investigating agency of the police department before it's released for the public to see. And then the families could actually review this information. They could search the the database to see if other, um, if there's any matches or um, it just gives involvement for the family and shows that everything possibly is done to find their missing loved one. Um, with everything that happened in Billy's case, I went to Senator Murphy, and I told him, you know, about the 110 to 160,000 missing persons in the United States. Um, I mentioned the 40,000 unidentified remains that sit in medical examiner's offices. Um, sometimes the remains are buried or cremated before DNA is taken, and that means the families will never get their answers. Well, it was hard for Senator Murphy, and he was Congressman Murphy at the time, it was hard for him to really think of this information because here we are, it was 2010 at the time, we're supposed to be a CSI society and we're not. The There were disconnects everywhere. So it took me a second time to go and talk to Congressman Murphy, and he finally got it. And that's where Help Find the Missing Act, Billy's Law, came in. They had different meetings with the FBI, the National Institute of Justice, and other agencies, and finally came up with Help Find the Missing Act, Billy's Law, which was funding offered so police departments throughout the United States can be educated to learn the name is database. Um, so they're able, they could use it as a tool 
for their investigation. And um, right now, there's many police throughout the United States that doesn't even know the word NamUs. Um, Seriously? We're hoping. Yes. Well, I was told that there's 19,000 police departments across the United States. So um, some agencies don't even have Internet access, which is really mind-boggling. Here we are, 2015, but I guess it must be the rural, very rural areas of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was going very well. It was introduced into Congress in 2010, uh, we went down and testified. Um, it went through the House of Representatives very well, and the Senate, it was actually halted by one senator um, who wanted changes. They pulled it, they made the changes, and it was reintroduced into Congress, but the session ran out. So we have been working very, very hard to try to get this reintroduced into Congress, and we want it to be bipartisan, and bipartisan means Republican and Democrat. Um, right. right now, the Republicans and Democrats aren't, aren't playing very well in Congress, and but this is a bipartisan bill because it affects everyone in the United States. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. any age. Um, it's even considered for human trafficking. Uh, they are missing persons as well. Yes. So we have... It's bipartisan in the House of Representatives right now. Uh, Congressman Poe from Texas and Congresswoman Esty from Connecticut are sponsor and co-sponsor of the bill. And Senator Murphy is the Democrat, and we're looking for a Republican co-sponsor on the Senate side. Um, Once we get the Republican senator... Then it can be reintroduced into Congress, and at that time we get co-sponsors to co-sponsor the bill. I know it's a, a little it's a little confusing at first, but it's really it's really not too bad if if we walk everyone through the process carefully. So finding a Republican senator, federal senator co-sponsor is our urgency right now. Um, I don't. I don't know if I should go any further because if you want to ask me a question, go ahead because it might be confusing. No, I, well, I was going to ask you. That's what makes the bill bipartisan: is that it's sponsor and co-sponsor are from different sides of the aisle. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I thought that just meant that both parties agreed on it. I didn't realize it literally had to be sponsored by someone from each side of the aisle. You just yes, taught me does. something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> Oh, my mother always says it's a good day when you learn something. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> um, I just want to, the New Haven FBI is on this case, and their number is 203-777-6311, and Billy's NCIS number to reference is M6067860. Okay, and the FBI actually isn't working the case right now. Oh. But I suppose if somebody calls the FBI, it's fine. You know, they know about Billy's case. Um, they've worked it for three years. They they pulled out of it. 
and we do have a, a federal agent that we talk with occasionally, and any information that goes to the New Haven FBI will definitely go to this agent, um, and he'll follow up on it. Also, the Waterbury Police Department uh, is supposed to have full custody of, of this case. Um, uh, well, that is another issue right there, but... You know, uh, we're working hard. <laughs> That's all I can say is we're working hard to bring them home. <laughs> yeah, and you're working harder than anybody else, I think. Yeah, every day. It's it's actually a, a full-time job, if you you want to call it that. I, uh, there hasn't been a day that I haven't been at my computer working on Billy's case. I take time out for the family and, you know, and for pleasure, but... There's not a day, even when we go on vacation, I take a couple hours aside to work the computer and, and you know, not only to find Billy, but also to try to help other families. Because, you know, we've learned so much. It would be a shame if I kept the information to ourselves. And, yeah. you know, it's um, so, so that's my life right now. Um, it's been over 10 years, and it's really changed from the, from the people that we used to be. But, but then again... No life is perfect, and and you never know from day to day what's going to happen. And we weren't prepared for this, but we we just had to do what we had to do. My husband and I have been married for 44 years, and uh, Billy and Paula were were brother and sister, and we called ourselves the awesome foursome. And mm-hmm. now, you know, it's one of our foursome is 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 gone, and we need to bring them home. Yeah, I, I I understand that because we're the three musketeers here. We couldn't imagine oh. one of us not being here, you know? Oh, it's not complete without, it has to be all, all or nothing. I mean, not nothing, but it just has to be all. It's an empty feeling. You know, it, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to, um, it, it's, I don't know, the feelings that, that you go through daily. I, I know other families with missing loved ones experience the same so it's not not just me experiencing it's it's um you know you wish that you could just shout to the world and say come on help and that's not the case other people's lives go on and we understand that you know my friend my best friend of over 50 years she used to be afraid to talk to me because she said i'm afraid to talk to you about my family because your family member is gone and you know i told her you know robin my friend is Robin. <laughs> uh, she, you know, please tell me about your your kids. You know, they have a life, and we have to understand that they have lives, and they're there to listen. But you know, um, it's it's a fine line, and it's just so hard. But sometimes that's that's the best thing you can do is listen. That's really, you know, if you're just there and listen, you know, there's. There's no magic answers. There really isn't. No. But um, it's um, nice to have a hand to hold. Oh, absolutely. Now, you have a Facebook page for Billy, and you mm-hmm. also have Billy's website, www.justice4billy.com. Yes. Um, and the Facebook, and we have Justice uh, F-O-R Billy on Facebook. Um, there's a lot right. of other... Uh, there is other Facebooks for Billy, but those are the two main ones that are used. 
Um, right. We have Justice the billboard up. We have, yes. Right. Oh, and JusticeNumber4Billy.com. Yes. And yes. also um, an update on the court. Um, we were taken to court, a lawsuit against us, and I know oh, many yes. people were asking about uh, the the progress of the lawsuit. Well, we do have the attorneys from Baltimore, Maryland, who are are doing our case pro bono, although, you know, there are some expenses to pay for, the travel expenses and all. But um, uh, the uh, we lost, and she was awarded $52,666. So our attorneys in Baltimore, we went to appellate court, and in appellate court, um, she also won. So we are taking it now to Connecticut Supreme Court, and Connecticut Supreme Court has, they could either dismiss it or, you know, say that there's a situation here. And they said there's a situation. So they accepted the case, and we will be going back to court. Uh, we're just waiting for the date. Um, we're hoping that this time uh, the issue can be resolved. Uh, we have the transcripts, and we have many, many things that, our attorneys went over, and, um, well, that's all I could say about that. But we're just waiting for the day yeah. to go to sub- Connecticut Supreme Court, and hopefully this right. will be put behind us. She yes. sued you, for those who don't know, for harassment, because you put up posters along her school bus route. Well, um, well, that's what the the harassment issue is, but her school bus route is not really her school bus route. What most people don't understand is Billy also drove school bus for the same company, and he also drove school bus for another company in Woodbridge previous to that. So he also had different routes along the same line, and it wasn't just her bus route. See, those flyers were hung in that town, other towns, everywhere, as they are today. There's still flyers all over polls that people say, "Oh, I saw a flyer." Um, Billy and also, should, and there should be. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is, the reason why our attorneys from Baltimore came in is because if this case is won, now we hung a flyer of Billy. It had nothing to do with her on this flyer, nothing at all. Um, it was all information pertaining to Bur- Billy. A lot of people in town knew him because he was a school bus driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't understand the issue, you know, at, at why we had been sued. And also, you know, Madeline is the mother of the person who's supposed to have killed Billy, which for this to get into the court system, I can't even believe it. You know, many, many people can't believe it. And if the case is won and awarded to her, this will become a landmark case, which yeah. means that anyone... Not in a good way. Yeah, what? I'm sorry? I said not in a good way. No, not in a good way, because if it becomes a landmark case, that means that anyone who hangs a flyer looking for their missing loved one or a missing pet or anything, if it seems to bother someone for some reason, they have grounds to sue that person. So it's very, very serious. And, and you know, I, I, I don't think... I can't believe the state of Connecticut actually not only found for her, but then on the state of... then in appeal again found for her. 
It just blows it, my mind. It it's it is mind boggling and what we really want is somebody of authority to sit down with us and to talk with us and and we need an investigation here. There's something definitely wrong. And, you know, we're being very respectful and we don't mm-hmm. wanna hurt anything, you know. But on the other hand, we need to bring Billy home and we need justice. And that's all we're asking for. We're actually a good family trying to to do good, you know, I mean, as much as any family can, you know. Absolutely. So um, so we'll see what happens. We continue to fight. And I think one day, like I say on Facebook, a, a door will open. And we do have a good God, and I think it's faith that gets us through each day. Absolutely. We do, and he hears us, and uh, I, I believe he will help to bring Billy home one of these days. Hopefully I sooner hope than so. later. I hope um, so, and many have, other ones, missing loved ones as well. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, I was just going to say we only have one minute left. Okay. <laughs> the show goes well, there very was, fast yeah. with you because yeah. you're a um, I just wanted to give a couple of programming notes before we end. Next week, I will have another show, which is unusual. I usually do them in two weeks. Um, the Fandel siblings, Scott and Amy, I will have their maternal uncle, Terry Schoenfelder, on. Um, and Kid Missing TV episode 11 is now up on my YouTube and my website, available to be watched. Thank you so much, Jen, for agreeing to come back on the show and talk to us about all the latest developments, and I can only pray, continue to pray that Billy is brought home soon and that hopefully the Connecticut State Supreme Court overthrow the decision. Oh, thank you so much, Angelina, and it was so nice that you asked me to come on and and to give updates, and I think one day we will get answers along with all the other families that are looking for their loved ones. Yes. Uh, Again, thank you all for listening. God bless you. Good evening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.